Hello, dear friends. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus, our weekly Bible study right here on our website. And once again, we're happy that you've joined with us today as we gather around the Word of God. Amen. Uh, the Old Testament prophet said, Thy words were found, and I did eat them, and they were unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Amen. Listen to me today, dear friend. If you get in the Word of God and the Word of God gets inside of you, it's going to be the joy and rejoicing of your heart. Praise God. That's why the Scripture is so clear about faith coming by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. And so we're talking about a great subject today. We're continuing this particular theme, the uh, inheritance of the overcomer. It's an incentive to seek victory in your life and mine. Amen. It gives me that propellant that I need to keep on keeping on. Praise God. Because we, there's, they used to sing an, uh, a gospel song years and years and years ago when I first became a Christian. Uh, there's too much to gain to lose. Amen. We don't want to lose our reward. We don't want to let any man steal our crown. We have too much to gain to lose today. Praise God. So I pray that if you are uh, one of those Christians that are drifting uh, and not making uh, that that effort and that perseverance that we need to have right now, amen, especially now in light of the soon coming of Jesus. It's now or never if we're going to serve the Lord and work for the Lord, amen. He's not going to need us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world when the when He comes to take His church home. But now is the time that He needs us. Now, hallelujah, is the time to be revived, to to be reinvigorated and refreshed spiritually and get a brand new desire uh, to press forward and not look back. Praise God. Well, having said that, on the subject of the inheritance of the overcomer, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Revelation chapter 2, verse 26 and 27. Revelation 2, 26 and 27. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. And he shall rule over them with a rod of iron, as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken into shivers, even as I received of my Father. In other words, what authority that Christ has received from the Father to rule and reign in the millennial reign, he is delegating authority to the children of God, hallelujah, that have overcome. According to the Scriptures, we will have administrative positions under Christ during the millennium. We are not going to sit on clouds and play harps. You know, every time I see that depiction of, a, of someone with a halo on their head, white robes, sitting on a cloud, playing a harp, that might be fun for a little while. <laughs> but heaven, what God has in mind and what God has in store is far greater than spending eternity just kind of, you know, drifting on a cloud, <laughs> strumming a harp. God is very serious about the authority 
of the believer. I want to say that again. Some people have taken that too far, but I want to try to put it into perspective and balance with the Word of God, with the help of the Holy Spirit today. God is very serious about the authority of the believer. Amen. Second Timothy 2 and verse 12 says, If we suffer... If we suffer, we shall reign with Him. If we suffer with Him, we're going to reign with Him. The word suffer here means to stay under, to remain, figuratively to undergo, in effect to bear trials, have fortitude, to persevere, Literally, to, to go against the grain, against the wind, to be, as I've often said, an upstream Christian in a downstream world. If we suffer, we shall reign with Him. If we keep the faith, as Paul said, forgetting the things that are behind and reaching forth to the things that are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. Every overcomer has to press forward against the grain, against the weakness of the flesh, the pull of the world, against the devil himself that will oppose us. But I'm going to tell you something. There is victory in and through Jesus Christ today. If we suffer, we shall reign with Him. This word reign here is an important word in the Greek. Figuratively, it means to be co-regent, to reign together. Amen. To be co-regent and to reign together. If we suffer, we will reign with Him. Praise God. If we stay under, if we stay the course, if we keep on keeping on, if we look unto Jesus when we're running this race, we're going to have opposing forces. We're going to have opposing winds. The culture is going to be difficult uh, in, in the sense that nothing in the culture is going to spur us on. We're going to have to have our brothers and sisters. That's one of the reasons it said, forsake not the assembling of yourself together as the manner of some is, but much more when you see the day approaching, exhorting one another is the next verse. That means to strongly encourage in right living. Literally to strongly encourage. If, if, if someone's out of church a couple of weeks and a brother or sister calls them and said, and we missed you. Maybe the, you know, the pastor shouldn't be the only one to do this. We should help one another. And you and I should be in God's house in relationship with each other. The hand does not say to the foot, I have no need of thee. No man stands alone in a personal, private place of victory. We ha God designed the church to be His body, a representation spiritually of His very body. 
with him being the head of that body. And I'm going to tell you right now, I need those encouraging words from, from my brethren. You need those encouraging words. I can't wait until we can be physically together again. I have missed you. I have missed your encouragement. I hope that you have missed me. And I pray that I have been an encourager to you. Amen. Today, we're in the last of the last days. We can't afford to, to compartmentalize ourselves from one another. And I believe one of the, one of the, one of the real dangers of this virus thing is trying to keep us apart. Now, that doesn't mean to not use wisdom and, and how we're going to do this when we're able to do this. We will, we will follow the guidelines to keep everybody safe. A friend of mine, we need to be together. And I believe when we gather together, there's a particular, peculiar manifestation of God. Amen. Because the Scripture said, if two or more of you gather in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Well, He's in every child of God. God comes to indwell us. But when we come together, there's a special manifestation of God. And we are able to minister to one another. Praise God. Until every part of the body is being, every need of every part of the body is being met because other parts of the body are interacting. So this is an important message to us, particularly as we see the day approaching. So we see the tribulation uh, 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 coming. Uh, if we see the beginning of sorrows beginning, if we see the falling away occurring, we know the coming of Jesus is near, as the Scripture said, even at the doors. So we need to be together today. And we need to not let denominational preference. We need to not let uh, family uh, loyalties. We need to come together in one name. And that is the name of Jesus Christ. Because He said, when you do that, there am I in the midst of then. And, and, and then, there's a purpose in all of this. It's a release of spiritual authority and power. For where two or more are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And if two of you on earth agree as touching anything that they shall ask, it'll be given them of my Father which is in heaven. Hallelujah. What does the Scripture say? One puts a thousand to flight, two doesn't put 2,000 to flight. Two put 10,000 to flight. There's power in this agreement today. That's a whole other message, but it's part of God's message to us today is that we have spiritual authority in and through Jesus Christ and by His name. Hallelujah. To be co-regent with Him. To reign together. And it's that word together. You know, once you come to Christ as your Savior, you're never identified apart from Him. You're always identified with Him. And, and <laughs> because you have been baptized by one Spirit into one body. And that body is not a denomination or an organization. They have their place for the purpose of, of coming together and operating. I understand that. Uh, I'm not anti-denomination. 
I'm not anti-organization, but I want you to know being part of an organized religion is not the same as having this spiritual relationship with God through Jesus Christ. We've been baptized not just in water. We've been baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible said we become spirit. This is all spiritually, but listen, but it's real. Bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. So no wonder we are going to co-reign with Him because we've been seated with Him in heavenly places. I want to read that and I want to put it in context. I want to read some Scripture here today. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 through 23. Listen to it carefully. It's a prayer of Paul for the church. And, and listen to how he interceded. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord, Ephesians 1, 15, Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That And here's what he prayed. Oh, I love this. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Hallelujah. Well, that's none other than the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Spirit. Didn't the Bible say of Him, called Him the Spirit of truth, and said when He comes, He will guide you into all truth. Praise God. Listen to this revelation knowledge that He prays that we might receive by the Holy Spirit. Verse 18 said, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened or illuminated that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand where in heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but that which is to come and hath put all things under his feet and given him to be head over all things to the church which is there it is his body the fullness of him that filleth all and all praise god listen if we suffer for him we're going to reign with him Glory be to God. We're going to feel the pressure and we're going to feel the kickback and sometimes the very pain of living in a faulty body in a fallen world with an enemy uh, that comes against us in every way that he can. But if we suffer these things and we hold the course, we're going to reign with him. Look at Ephesians 2 verse 4 through 9. It says, But God who is rich in mercy, for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. That means given life. By grace you are saved. And verse 6 says, And hath raised us up together. Mark it. 
together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Once you've been joined to Christ by being baptized into Christ, hallelujah, everywhere you see Jesus seated, we are seated with Him. Hallelujah. In heavenly places. That in the ages to come, verse 7, He might show the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness toward us through Jesus Christ. By grace you are saved through faith, not of yourself. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And you hath He quickened. Chapter 2, verse 1 says, Who were dead in trespasses and sins. You see, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, the Spirit of Him that raised Jesus from the dead has come to indwell you and me. And literally, that's what's represented in baptism, isn't it? That we are buried with Him as you go down into the water. And we are that's what it's symbolic of. And we are raised with Him. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, once you come to Christ as your Savior, He comes to live within you. And we are baptized into Him, fulfilling the prayer of Jesus in John 17. Father, You know how I'm in You. You're in me. I want all those that believe on me to be in us in that same kind of unity and that same kind of relationship. I in You and You in me. I want them to be in us just like that. Praise God. And that you would love them with the same love wherewith you have loved me. See, we are so identified with Jesus spiritually when we become a Christian. So if you think that when you get to heaven that somehow you know you're gonna you're you're gonna sit on a cloud and strum a harp and and you know just <laughs> for eternity <laughs> boring that's the only word i know for that that is not what god has in mind he said i'm going to give you authority and didn't he say it here that it begins here because we're already seated with him as far as he is concerned it's something that will be manifest fully when he comes for us and when he comes again with us to rule and to reign but he said behold i give you power and authority over all the power of the enemy that's why when we discover the will of God and we see the enemy opposing it and we take authority over him, we speak to the mountain after we have spoke to God about the mountain. Praise God. Amen. And we doubt not in our heart that it will be removed because we have been given delegated authority to carry out his will and his purpose in the earth. God has decided to work in tandem with man. He, he literally said, I won't do anything. I won't do anything except I first reveal it to my prophets. Why? So that they would speak the word and then he would confirm the word. He is the divine one. Make no mistake about it. We do not become little gods with a little g or any other semblance of that. But do we have delegated authority? He said, in my name you will cast out devils. In my name you will tread upon serpents. In my name you will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. 
in my name simply means by my authorization in my authority if I was a, if I was a law, officer of the law today amen I, and I told one to someone to stop uh, they would stop not because I have power over an automobile <laughs> that automobile could easily run over me but there's something backing me up and that is the authority of the law itself and those that enforce the law we're here to enforce God's will as we obey God's will and surrender to God's will and discover God's will then we're able to enforce that will if there's a mountain of opposition if there's a mountain uh, in the way uh, if you say to the mountain jesus said be thou removed and doubt not, have faith in god if you say to the mountain be thou removed cast into the sea if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed and you understand that you have been given delegated authority you will say to this mountain be removed and 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 <laughs> and you will have whatsoever you saith. Praise God. Amen. I, I want to clarify today. Have faith in God. And then once you discover the will of God, we've been authorized, amen, to speak to the mountain. And I have spoken to mountains before, but I had to know that I was first surrendered to the will of God so that I could discover. Listen, you'll never discover the will of God until you are fully surrendered to it. The Bible said this is the confidence we have in Him this is the confidence. This is where the boldness and the courage comes from. This is the confidence we have in Him if we ask anything according to His will. He heareth us. And if we know that He hears us, we know that we have Hallelujah. We know that we have the petition. We know it before we see it because we have the faith to believe Him for it. Praise God. Hallelujah. No, we're not just going to sit on clouds with harps and we're not just going to sit on pews here. We can pray and intercede because we have been delegated authority. You know, the Bible said God's eyes are on the righteous. His ears are open to their cry. Hallelujah. And, and the whole point of the armor is in standing. The, the very next verse in Ephesians 6, beginning with verse 10 and enumerating the armor and the adversary and telling us having done all stand, the next verse says praying with all prayer, all manner of prayer and authority for me and all saints that utterance may be given unto me. In other words, this delegated authority and this spiritual armor is given to us so that we can pray effectively. And I believe if we ever needed to pray effectively, it is now. Not only that we might have a, an opportunity, a space for repentance because of this 
pandemic that we lead the world in cases, possibly because of so many people living here. Uh, that has to be put in perspective, but we lead the world. That should tell us something. The attack is primarily against the nation that at one time was known as a righteous nation and a godly nation and a nation that was built upon Judeo-Christian ethic or godly principles. Oh, friend of mine, they, they're not only, they want to topple the Ten Commandments wherever it is. They want to cover it up. They want to say, we will not have this man rule over us in our nation. How did we get here? How did we drift so far? And how did the church become so compromised and ineffective to be salt? Salt, I've heard many times when it said, Jesus said, ye are the salt of the earth, that it was, you know, we're... We, we salt is a seasoning so it makes jesus more acceptable because we season no 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 salt when there was no refrigeration was used to keep meat from putrefying from becoming rotten to where it could not be eaten and friend of mine this world is rotten and putrefying because the church has lost if the salt loses its savor if we lose that place of influence then then we the bible says it's not good for anything it can't not only not season anything it can't keep it from becoming rotten and the church is supposed to be a powerful force in the world today Christian testimonies and witness are supposed to be so strong that people will come to us and ask us. We, we'd be ready, instant in season, out of season, to give an answer to all men for the reason of the hope that is in us. But they have to see a visible, viable hope that we have that they do not have. Therefore, we can't blend with the world. We can't become uh, just as just as they are. Our values cannot and must not match the values of this culture. In the midst of a wicked and perverse generation, the church is to shine. The Christian is to shine as lights in this sin in the midst of this we're supposed to be shining praise god amen i like isaiah 60 in the old covenant it says arise and shine for thy light has come and the glory of the lord is risen upon thee and shall be seen upon thee praise god amen and Jesus went on to say in verse 28 of Revelation 2, And I will give him the morning star. He's going to, we're going to reign with him and we're going to have personal, intimate relationship with him. If you think you're going to be somewhere down below where he's seated on the throne and you're not going to be able to have much of a, uh, you know, there's so many people. No, he said, and I will give unto him the morning star essentially it is christ's gift of himself to us because he is definitely identified in scripture as the morning star revelation 22:16 it said i jesus have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches i am the root 
and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. He said, when you get here, you're going to have access to me and fellowship with me. And that, listen, i got to say this, our time is waning, but when Jesus talked about heaven, if you want to hear about heaven in detail, the place, uh, then you go to the book of Revelation and John's going to tell you about it in detail. But if you want to hear about the purpose of heaven, you go back into the scriptures where Jesus said, in my Father's house there are many mansions. That's the last you're going to hear about the place. Listen to it. If it were not so, I, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. Hallelujah. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Here's the purpose, that where I am, there you may be also. I will give unto you the morning star. I'm going to give myself. I've built this whole place so we can be together forever. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't know if I don't know if you've got on shouting shoes. I don't know if they still fit. <laughs> but I got on my shouting shoes and I feel like hollering hallelujah if it wouldn't just spike this microphone. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, there's much more in store, but before all of that occurs, right here in the nasty here and now, not the sweet by and by, we have been identified with Jesus, and we have been authorized to use His name to enforce His will upon the earth. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, and you have to be surrendered to and have knowledge of His will in a matter. And when you ask in my name, it will be given you of my Father. If two of you on earth shall agree, no wonder the devil doesn't want us together. No wonder the devil fights our unity. No wonder he wants to build walls between Christians and Christian organizations. There's some walls need to be reinforced because there's a lot of false doctrine today and falsehood. But I'll tell you, there's some that need to come down. And every child of God that is focused on Jesus today, hallelujah, we need to come together in the name of Jesus and pray together. Lord, give us, give us a space of repentance. I, I, I'm not looking for, and in the future message, we're going to bring this. But this is a spiritual thing that we're dealing with. This is not just a, a, a mutated virus that came from some animal or some source. There, there is a spiritual component to this. And it's going to take spiritual people doing spiritual warfare. And it's going to take repentance so that we can qualify to stand in the gap and make up the hedge. But when we do we have awesome authority in the name of Jesus Christ to see what God wants to bring as a result of this is revival in the church that we might have an effective evangelistic impact upon the world about us just before Jesus comes and today we know that Jesus coming 
is near. And he that overcometh, and he that suffer with him or suffer for him or suffer what we will suffer by following him, we're going to reign with him, to be co-regent, to reign together because we are seated with him in heavenly places, joint seating. Why? Because we've been baptized into him. And once that occurs, we are not identified ever again as being apart from him. Praise God. This is an awesome thing that happens when you get saved. It's not just a formality to keep you from hell and give you a ticket to heaven. This is a spiritual, supernatural blessing from God that is beyond describing. I can read about it. I can teach about it. But you have to have that spirit of wisdom and revelation to really begin to comprehend the length, the breadth, the depth, and the height of His love for us and to be filled with all the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Well, we are headed toward the end of this broadcast today. And if you have been in church and you've been baptized even in water, but you have not come to know Christ as your Savior, and you had no idea that there was more to it than just what you've experienced. And right now you realize, I've never encountered God in any, any way but just singing a hymn and going home and looking at my watch, see how quick it will be over because the service is going to end in a gnat's eyebrow of 12. And I can go eat. I can go to the mall, I can go to the movie, I can go to the beach, I can go fishing, I can go get on the couch and watch the ball game. Friend of mine, there's not much more, so much more than that. Don't run from Jesus today. Don't run away from Jesus today. Don't just go to church and go through the motions anymore. If you don't know Him and you don't know where your soul would spend eternity and you have no inner assurance, His Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, come to Christ today and come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.